Aww, yes! Time for another episode of the Comic Book Kaiju. I am your host, Trent Justin Vactor. On the Comic Book Kaiju, we are a comic book discussion podcast where we talk about whatever we're reading or watching at the time. I have a very special guest this week. We've had him on before. You've heard his voice, Mr. Justin Jorvey, on our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles IDW episode where uh, Mr. Jorvey educated me and gave me all the details on that run. And, and I still haven't uh, dived into that as much as I want to, but I will get to it. Mr. Jorfee's also my co-host on the Rant to the Future podcast. Um, you can check that out wherever podcasts are found. Uh, but today, Mr. Jorfee was a very spooky boy. He told me that he wanted to read Absolute Carnage. So that's what we're going to be talking about on today's comic book kaiju Absolute Carnage by Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman. Now, Justin, Mr. Vactor. Yes. I got a question for you. You're a busy man. You got 17 podcasts going, 33 (laughs) YouTube channels, and a wife and kid. How do you have the energy to keep reading your comics that you love? (laughs) Well, actually, I used to be a solo coffee drinker. All I did was drink coffee and occasional Red Bull and five-hour energy, but... I actually had the opportunity to uh, come across a new energy uh, productivity drink called Magic Mind. And they uh, were very kind to send me some samples. And so I wanted to try this 14-day challenge that they have, this 14 days of magic, as they call it. Um, So I'm going to be documenting it on this podcast, just kind of my journey with the uh, little productivity drink uh, you're supposed to take it with your morning coffee. So that's what I've uh, started. Um, I've been taking it and just drinking it with the coffee in the morning. And so far, I've noticed a little boost, a little pep in my step. Just uh, due to, I think, the fact that it's all like natural ingredients. It's nothing like like Red Bull, like 5-Hour Energy, where it's like, I feel like it's all these chemicals and all these things to try to keep you up. This one, when I'm drinking it, or when I drink it, I'm like, oh, okay, I know this is natural, so I know this is good for me. So that kind of enhances my mood, kind of makes me feel good. So, like I said, I will be talking about it uh, as my 14 days of magic uh, <laughs> finish up uh, on this podcast, on the Comic Book Kaiju. So definitely stay tuned for my journey with Magic Mind. Uh, it's spooky season. It is. It's my favorite Number- time of year. We. Uh, we're actually having a Halloween party at work. They're bringing in cupcakes. They just told us today we can dress up. So I'm getting I'm getting ready. Um, I have a preview of my costume. If I could uh, show it to you, yeah. Uh, it is. Oh. Oh my. So that's gonna be. But I'm gonna be Peter B. Parker. Um, Peter B. Parker. I'm gonna have a little. Uh, a slice of pizza in my hand. I'm going to have a gut. So that's going to be the costume. <laughs> I know it's from Into the Spider-Verse, but I'm going to, into like, into, like, my head. It's just, like, so, like, the Michael B. Jordan version of Peter Parker? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now you got my wheels turning. You got me thinking <laughs> about that. But, actually, that is also related to what we're going to be talking about today on the Comic Book Kaiju, because Mr. Jorphy specifically yep. requested that we talk about absolute carnage yeah, by I mean, oh good i'm just like i'm just a huge fan of 90s comics you know 
Mm. And you know what? If you're, man, there's so many possibilities that we can go to from here. But it's interesting you say that because Donnie Cates is the writer on this and Ryan Stegman is the illustrator. Now, they're doing a book right now at Image Comics that I was just listening to a podcast on the way over here, on the way home. Uh, and they said, this is the most 90s comic I've ever read in a good way. So they're doing uh, a lot of good 90s content. Uh, I'm going to pull that up while I'm while I'm waiting here. But it just came out with uh, issue number one not too long ago. Um, so I will figure out what comic that is because I yeah. forgot off the top of my head. But why don't you tell our listeners or our, our watchers, our viewers, if you're watching this our on YouTube. Our watchers. <laughs> what specifically made you select Absolute Carnage? Um, so I've been watching a lot of other YouTubes and that on uh, talking about uh, reviews of Donny Cates comics. And I thought I put it's time to put like my money where my mouth is on it, where I've enjoyed the stories that I've heard. So it's like actually read it and put it up. And I was just like, Carnage is kind of like Halloween-ish. You know, these the dark side of Halloween, that spooky, scary side. And like, if you look at some of the designs that happen with the things, like you got Venom's bat wings, you get the Dark Priest Carnage, all those things, like those just scream demonic stuff from Halloween to me. So I was just like, let's talk about some absolute carnage. Yeah, nice. And I actually did a similar journey of Jorfi um, through Donny Cates's uh, run because that was. He was one of those guys that came up during my snap period where I was gone from comics. I wasn't reading on a regular basis. Uh, when I left, he was not around. When I came back, he was like one of the major guys. So I've been going back and reading his Venom run, um, his Thor run, all of the things that are Donny Cates um, crossover at Image Comics. And I found out it was Vanish, number one. That's what it was. So. Vanish. If you're into 90s comics, I highly recommend issue one of Donnie Cates and Ryan Stegman's Vanish. So definitely check that out. But yeah, I checked out Absolute Carnage not too long ago. I didn't read it as it was coming out, although I remember it coming out, but I wasn't reading at the time. I just saw the covers and I was like, oh, there's a, a Maximum Carnage sequel coming out. Um, and that was actually when you first asked me, hey, did you read this? And I heard absolute carnage in my mind i just immediately thought maximum carnage from the 90s because that was such a influential series in the same boat too just because i was like didn't they already do absolute carnage it's no it's maximum carnage yeah and that i think that name that naming is very um they did that on purpose just to kind of get you in that 90s mood and that 90s vibe but what did you think about absolute carnage Oh, I actually really surprisingly enjoyed it a lot. Um, I find surprisingly anyways, because like it wasn't my, I'm not a big Venom person. Ah. Venom's like always, I had my moment in the nineties when mm -hmm. I was a kid and I thought yes. Venom's the coolest. Mm -hmm. And then as I've gotten older, I'm like, eh. He eats people's brains. He's not like, he's just vent. He's like tries to be the Hulk, but edgier and 
mixed with Spider-Man in a way, and it's just like it just didn't work for me, you know. It just wasn't there, and then yeah, and that was the Eddie Brock Venom. That's the Eddie Brock Venom, mm-hmm. and then you had like the Flash Thompson one. I really that I read Agent Venom, and I thought yeah. that was really cool. Um, I got into that because there was also a cool crossover with Ghost Rider and Red Hulk at the time. That I yeah, I think that's right. I remember just real. I think an X twenty three as well. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, I feel like there was a cover that had all them on it. Yeah, yeah, and that's. I was like, I like this. This is balls to the wall crazy. Late two thousand or. 2010s, early 2010s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun times. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. So I was just like, let's give this shot, though. I heard good things about Donny Cates. And then I pick it up at my comic shop. And the owner's just like, or not the owner, the manager was just like, Jerfy, what are you doing? What are you doing picking up? You don't pick up Carnage and Venom. <laughs> You're better than that. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was like, I don't like these, but I like want to read the Donny Kate stuff. And then he's just like, you know what? That's that's fair. I'm just like, all I hear is like how good he is at like interweaving all his stories together, um, and stuff like that too. And I'm just like, I wanna, I wanna see some of this, and because I remember what, in 2017, reading his uh, Silver Surfer Black. Ooh, yes. Yep. And how that even ends up tying into the Null King uh, King and Black stuff. Yes. And, like, that's just, it's cool. I like seeing all that. And then Thor yep. plays a role. Everybody ends up, everything plays a role and gets connected. And then he picked up Hulk afterwards. Mm-hmm. And you even see little bits of Hulk in this, too. Yeah, and they've done such a great job of expanding the Venom character, specifically Eddie Brock Venom, um, okay. because like like you, I read the Flash Thompson stuff. I really liked it, and after that, I think was when I started when I got snapped away and came back, and it was like, wait a minute, the symbiote's back on Eddie Brock, and because he had there was a period where well, he, he was, was anti, yeah, and that was like I I thought he died then, and so I was like kind of confused when I came back and realized what they were doing. Like you said, the King in Black stuff, this absolute carnage, his son, Dylan Brock, all of this stuff is like added to the mythos. And he's a completely different character now than he was in the nineties to the point where like, I don't even recognize those two guys. They're both Eddie Brock. It's kind of like the Tom Hardy, you know, it's like, yeah, he's Eddie Brock, but he's not Eddie Brock that I know from the comics. So, that's the 90s Eddie Brock and the 2020 Eddie Brock are like completely different characters to me. Even like the Venom itself, Venom mm-hmm. as the a symbiote. character, mm-hmm. like when it's combined Eddie and the symbiote, completely different. Yeah. But I really appreciated too them doing like callbacks with um, Planet of the Symbiote from the Clone mm. Saga and stuff like just stuff that was very nostalgic to me from yeah. growing up in the 90s. Right. And having, like, even though it wasn't, like, the best of times, it was still, like, those are comics that are near and dear to me. Yeah. Or at least I concepts. Even, uh-huh. And I even remember the video game that they had. They had the Sega Genesis 
version of Maximum Carnage, and I was like, "What is this? Like, it's a, like this yeah. huge crossover, and what's going on?" Um, so I had some nostalgic memories of that. Now, looking back or looking at it now, you know, I don't think it has as much substance as as we thought in the '90s that it did. But this story, Absolute Carnage, I thought was a fantastic culmination of the things that he was, the story that he was telling with Venom and this new version of Carnage. Because Carnage has died, uh, and Cletus Cassidy, Carnage specifically, has died. That symbiote went over to Norman Osborn, and he was the Red Goblin for a while. But they Which resurrect. I really liked the Red yeah, Goblin. Yeah, I did one. too. Yep. Um,. And then afterwards, spoilers for this, Norman becomes, like, mentally gets rewired to think he's Cletus. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, yeah. too, that, like, Spider-Man even makes jokes about where's the sentry when you need him. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. when they're getting taken on by a bunch of carnages. Um, little things, too. You got uh, J. Jonah Jameson's Jane, James Jonah? Uh, his son? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, John. John. John Jonah. Yeah. <laughs> John Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Um, in there, and he's just like, you know I'm a werewolf still, too. <laughs> like, but he gets affected because he's been a host, and it's just, there's cool stuff. Yeah. And that's, I think, Donnie Kate's strength is, the, like you said, the ability to combine all these things. And he was reading comics just like us, I think, growing up in the 90s, and taking all that in and then spitting it back out and he's he did that in crossover also like i mentioned before in uh, his image book is very love letter to comics type of thing where people are working in a comic book shop and then comic characters come to life from another universe so it's i can feel his you know just his love for comics coming out and it reminds me in like a less I don't mean this as like any insult to Donny Cates. I mean this as a full-on comp- co- uh, compliment. A less, um, a less intellectual version of Grant Morrison, where it's talking about that continuity, but without being bogged down into the idea of what meta uh, oh, exists right. outside of or and around. Like it's not going to get into its own head about comics are comics but these are also what comics are and blah you know which I love for Grant Morrison but I love also like that just richment of nostalgia for and like love for the stories that we grew up with right and that and the entire time the Ryan Stegman art is just takes it to another level for me it, it like it makes it feel more like an event when they do the flashback to prison days of Mm. venom or eddie and cassidy or cleves cassidy and i'm just like i'm looking at that i'm just like that looks like 90s eddie brock compared to now they capture that perfectly then you see the partial faces of uh cletus and you know when he's zombie Cletus basically because he's just the bot like amazing that whole opening to that art for when he breaks into like disguises himself as Eddie to go into the prison the art of that you feel like it's going to be 
Eddie doing this, but everything feels off. Right. Too. Yeah. And the art does that perfectly. And they also did a great job, Donny Cates, I believe, of making Cletus feel like a threat. Like, it's going to be very hard to stop this carnage. Like, that was what he was in the 90s. It was like, oh, okay, what do we need Venom and Spider-Man to team up for, you know, in order to take out this guy? He must be really strong. He must be really um, a threat. This takes it to another level, and it feels like he can't be killed almost it feels like you just he can you know summon clones and Mm -hmm. take over people and like the the immensity of his power just kind of feels crazy and and i also felt that with king and black as well but um there was just a great job of the stakes of this comic and feeling like the heroes are just not gonna make it out you know (laughs) alive um so I, i just thought that was a a great touch by Donny Cates. Um, I also love the the Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe, and I think he's called the Maker. The Maker. Um, yeah. I love him. I don't know why, because he's like super evil. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I just I just love his character design. The only thing I don't like is the helmet that they have him wear. I I never know if he's Xavier wearing. Cerebro, or if he's the maker, like it, it gets me confused sometimes. Um, but I, I loved his appearance in this when he shows up, and mm-hmm. um, I think he's... Donnie Cates has done a great job with like having uh, Ultimate Reed just pop up every now and then, and that it still is Ultimate Reed, so they do the different font for him, and it's just it works so well, and I love how like. You know, you just can't trust the guy. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what. Right. Um, um, so that that whole storyline with uh, Dylan and, and trying to protect him yeah. from Carnage and from the Maker is uh, was, was a great kind of side plot as this was going. Um, I also want to say, too, Donnie does a great job with uh, making Cletus feel creepy. Not just unstoppable, but creepy. And I feel like that really like lost his lost its way because there was always like, oh, it's shock value with right. Carnage mm-hmm. to a degree. Instead, just you know, you want to make him. Fe- you don't want to like like Carnage. You right. want to feel icky about Carnage being around. Right. Yeah, he does a great job of that. Um, yeah. And Ryan Stegman, just the the way that that he's portrayed, the way that his. Uh, just the way he looks is like, ooh. Um, so, yeah, I definitely got that vibe from this. Um, mm-hmm. Miles shows up. Like, we've got a lot of nice cameos from different characters of of the Marvel Universe and of the Spider family that show up. I love, too. They're just like, oh, we got to re- gotta get the heroes that have been infected with the symbiote, too. And so you get Cap and Wolverine and the thing show up. Yeah. And I think that's great. Like, just a good moment. And Peter and Eddie just, like, Eddie knowing who Peter is and just calling him out on it. And, well, not calling him out, but, like, calling him by Peter when it's just the two of them. I really just appreciate that just little kinship kind of thing to it. 
it creates a nice dynamic for them. Yeah. And this comic also feels like an event to me. And I haven't felt that way in, in some of the more recent Marvel um, event books that I've been reading. But this one, it feels like this is a force, you know. And I felt actually felt that with King and Black, too, where it was like the whole Marvel universe almost needs to come to stop this guy. And um, I love that about, and like you said, going back to the 90s thing, it just feels very 90s in the good way because there is a bad version of that where it everything goes over the top and it's all about the art and it's not there's no substance to it and this is not like that it it has a weight to it because of the venom story he was telling because of like all of these things that add up and like you said him bringing in all these things all these elements from other things it just adds to the layers, you know, to the what make up this onion. Um, it has all these layers that just keep on un, unveil, unveiling themselves as you go through it. Um, so, yeah, I am 100 percent with you on that. Um, I'm just scrolling through it now. I see the 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 Hulk, the Venom Hulk that shows up is crazy. I um, think one of my favorite things is when you get past that is uh, when they do the splash page of all the other heroes that have been dealing with Venom or Carnage stuff going on in like this tie-ins. Oh yeah. And then like right. Cloak and Dagger Cloak brings them in mm-hmm. and you just have the splash and like you see Morbius there, you <laughs> see Black Cat and like it just makes me like ooh uh, it feels like we're back in Maximum Carnage mm-hmm. without being in Maximum Carnage. Right. A hundred percent. Now what did you think about the development of Dylan over the course of this um, and then into the ending of it. So you said you have not been, you have, you haven't read his, his venom run yet, right? No, I haven't read any. Okay. This is like the first thing I've read. Okay. Um, now I've like watched stuff, reviews on things and I've gotten the story, but I think Dylan's interesting. I like his, dynamic it feels like it would be somebody he feels like a kid that would exist mm. in like a Marvel universe um, the whole like revealed to Ed, that Eddie is his dad to him I mean I've got my own uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of like that kind of stuff it always feels very unrealistic to me mm. um, unless like afterwards I don't know if in the next story arc there's they explore that more um, with like the emotions that go with that but in that moment you just like well I guess like you also just were almost murdered by <laughs> aliens and a zombie combined like yeah a zombie controlling an alien horde like no um, I guess we can forgive you being like so you're my dad? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I liked being able to see the turmoil of that toll on Eddie hmm. on having to reveal and his responsibility he feels towards Dylan, even though he wasn't there for or didn't know about him until 
kind of now, and he's like, I don't want this kid to have to deal with being Eddie Brock's kid. Yeah. And try to protect him from that. I like that inner conflict. Yeah, they do go into it a little bit after this, um, and I think King in Black is the next event after this, right? Yeah, I there's believe. like the story with the weird guy that's still like a parts of a war machine armor and does it up with like some anti-venom tech and goes after and then they do the travel to a different dimension story uh, where they find out like Dylan's become the king in black in the future and his mom's still alive and Eddie's dead and there's a bunch of different like people using symbiotes that have been like disconnected from mm. the King in Black and spoilers for all that stuff. <laughs> um, and and that's... Then that's when Venom learns a new ability too, which was cool. And that's all everything you're saying. Yeah, just leads into what I was saying about Venom's character being more well developed now versus in the '90s. Well, even. I just, I go back and I know who that guy is that's, like, out to get Venom in that Iron Man armor. And, like, it's set up here Mm. in absolute carnage. Like, that kind of just blew my mind a little because I was just like, that's just throwaway stuff in absolute carnage. But it was set up for another character coming along in uh, in the end of this. And I thought that was really cool and well done yeah so I didn't have um, very many negative things about it I, I enjoyed it from start to finish like I said I was I was doing a Donny Cates catch up so I was kind of reading everything all at once um, but what was actually kind of weird for me was I had started the first issue and then I I can't remember I got busy or something and so when I was doing the reread, I was like, oh, shoot, I remember this. But I had I forgot that I had read the first issue, you know, how many months ago. So when I was rereading it, I was like, oh, this is um, very familiar. It's like deja vu. But um, I didn't remember where the story was going. So I had a really good time with it from start to finish. And this is one of these building blocks of Donny Cates for me. In He's currently, like, I would say... Donny Cates, Tom King, like these are Al Ewing. These are some of my favorite writers right now. And this is just one of those. Tom Taylor. Oh, yeah. Tom Taylor on Nightwing and everything else that he's doing has been fantastic. We talked about him on a previous episode before. I just, all these guys, once you get um, kind of like a taste of their work and you find out that you jive with them. It's just a great thing. And so when you see well, that guy's name, it's like, yeah. Al Ewing, I've been following since he came to Marvel with the Ooh. Mighty Avengers. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like back in mid the 2010s. And like that was really cool because I was like, he introduced Blade as Ronin for it. Ooh. And he had a, a bunch of, there's a bunch of other things going on. Um, that I thought was really cool. Um, that's where it got me into like Blue Marvel and oh. stuff. Um, yeah. But like, I remember when I picked up that book, a buddy of mine was just like, well, if you like this, you should check out 
because he's been doing for like the last 20 years indie comics at the time uh, mm. for like in like the UK and oh nice that was something I always like went back to to check out and I thought oh you mean he's it feels different than but it feels like very right at the same time to, to ah. put him with Tom King and Tom Taylor and Donny Cates right now I think those guys are really just really knocking it out of the park and feels like they're the now version mm-hmm. of what like Scott Snyder was 10 15 years ago right like, even Bendis Scott, well Scott, I put Bendis to be about like 20 years ago now oh dang yeah. man yeah yeah I can't it's it's you know what's weird is like there's that time in the maybe between 2000 and 2010 for me it's like that decade is almost frozen in my mind as one as, year well <laughs> as current like i'm like oh, oh yeah. yeah bendis is still writing ultimate spider-man right now and uh-huh. like that was when i really got into comics versus everything else it was kind of like a casual thing that period that block is when it was like it got into my dna like i was like i am a comic guy like for the rest of my life it's going to be comics for me so i mean i get it because the what was it 2000 2007 to 2012 i want to say is like that's the time period for me that that five years that's comics Mm. because that's what i really was hardcore into it uh and then i time i got out of like time ran away from me i just didn't have i was just buying comics without ever reading them oh um or like i'd save them up for months at a time and read them like as a block and like Mm -hmm. oh i don't really care for some of these um or you know like yet spouses and that at the time that just like well they don't want like you don't have the time for it and right it's a very time-consuming medium, and it can be. You have to keep up because there's so many options. There's so many books that are coming out, and then you know, on a monthly basis, it's like you just you can fall behind very easily, like you said, with life. So and I'm going to try to not get behind again. And we've gone though too from like Buck ninety nine comics to five dollars a comic right now right. yeah and that that like inflation rate it exists and that takes a toll on everything yeah. too as you get older you got more bills to pay you right. got a kid you got mouths to feed i've got a cat you know <laughs> now the <laughs> one positive i will say about the current era versus back then is the advent of digital comics today is a lot more prevalent than it was like I was trying to get into digital comics in like 2010 and and like yeah. around that time I remember but, when Comixology launched and when it got bought by Amazon yes yep. I think I still think it's a great invention um I'm surprised that we didn't get more competition yeah in that medium right because it was like when Comixology came out Marvel was like, okay, I want the technology, then DC, all right, I want it, and then Image, okay, I want it. And it was like, oh, there's no competition. Everybody's just going to take Comixology's guided view, that that whole interface. So, yeah, that was kind of surprising to me. But 
the a la or the all you can eat model now with the Marvel Unlimited and DC whatever they're I don't even know what the DC No yeah. Unlimited? Oh no, that's a Marvel. I think I it know. is actually. Yeah, it's something like that. It's or infinite. That's what it is. Infinite. Infinite. Yeah. Um, I don't know. But, DC's had so many things that. Yeah, with no. that and then Comixology Unlimited, um, and then there's Kindle Unlimited too, which is kind of weird that they have both. But the fact that you just pay one price and you're getting like all the comics, it's a very different marketplace now than what it was, let's say ten, five, ten years ago. So I think that's the one positive of. What what we're experiencing now versus what we were experiencing when we had more free time. If um, I had a tablet, I think I would probably because I don't. I'm not a big fan of tablets. They're just mm -hmm. too. It's too much for like where I want to like use it. Right. But I'd rather read it on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Than on a phone. Uh, if but if I had a tablet, I'd probably be on Marvel Unlimited and. Yeah, DC Infinite right now, and I'm I know I'm in the minority, but I only have a tablet as my comic book reader, and it's like oh it does other stuff too, but ninety nine percent of the time I'm using it to read comics, and so I know people are not going to do that. Like it's they need to come down in price before people can just say oh yeah that's going to be my comics reader. Um, now. They have some Android ones that are kind of cheap, but I think the iPad is the best one, and, and the experience on there is is top notch. So I mean, I I run a Mac, I have an iPad, iPhone. I'd probably just stay in that i interface yeah. or the Mac interface. Only thing I don't is like my work computer isn't Mac, but I don't get to stay in that. Right, right. Because it's yeah, so given to me it, by work. Yeah, it'll fit into like your whole Apple ecosystem. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for sure, this was actually, um, I actually read this on my tablet, so I, I didn't get a physical copy of this, but um, 100% Absolute Carnage, I would highly recommend, and there's actually an Absolute Carnage Omnibus um, that collects everything. I'm trying to see if it has any, yeah, it does have some of the tie-ins. Um, Absolute Carnage versus Deadpool, Absolute Carnage Captain Marvel, Immortal Hulk, Symbiote Spider-Man, like so it's collecting everything in this omnibus. So if you're really into it, I think that's a good uh, bargain uh, to take take a look at. Um, I definitely to recommend this. I I'm now looking forward to getting to King of Black. Yeah. Um, it's made me want to pick up like the Thor run. Oh yes. And yes. now his Hulk run too. Yes. Like I want to, mm -hmm. and I'm curious now too for the image stuff so like this has just set me on a path where I want to go on a Donny Cates deep dive I was on a, a Tom Taylor one a, a couple months ago and now Donny Cates is going to be the thing I'm going with nice definitely um, highly recommend crossover when you get to it um, at image that would be my 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 next uh, recommendation for Donny Cates but that was an excellent discussion Mr. Jorphy I'm glad that you brought it to my attention because I wasn't even thinking about um, Absolute Carnage, but it fits perfectly, like you said, as a spooky Halloween type of thing, Honestly, even though it's not specifically Halloween, but yeah, it does fit in there. If you want some dark vibes, well, like, and it's, like, got some great dark artwork to it, because everything's taking place in, like, the process of one night. Right. Um, yeah, I can't say you got, you got a perfect October read there. Yeah. 
a hundred percent. And also just want to let everybody know that our October book of the month is Eve. So we uh, definitely want you to check that out. We put out the episode um, this as we're recording this. I just put that out today. So it is in your feeds. If you want to check out our book of the month, we've got some links where you can check that out. And um, I think that is a good place to let everybody know that Mr. Justin Jorphy can be found at Rant to the Future. Um, there's got a new episode coming out very shortly. And yeah, hopefully uh, within the next week or so. This podcast, catch it on Spotify and Anchor and Apple, I think. Yeah, we got it on those. Um, and then... Uh, and then uh, you can also catch me on Twitter at Beef Jorfi. Uh, it's Beef G Y O R F I. And uh, yeah, that's, that's where I do my things. <laughs> Excellent, sir. Well, Justin Jorfi, I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you, listeners, for taking a uh, giving us a listen or a view on YouTube. We love comics, and you should too.